Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Parenthood Friday. I am so glad that you are here. We're going to get straight into today because we've got a lot to get through, but I want to give you today eight tools on how you can go about talking to your kids about gender. Now, there are three reasons, maybe four, that I want to talk about this today. Firstly, I went into a bookstore the week before last and was utterly shocked at the books that I found for children. And I'm going to read a couple of pages out of those to you in just a moment. Secondly, I have had a few girl next door mummers who have asked me, how do we have these conversations with our kids? And thirdly, because as you all know, there has been that terrible shooting in Nashville in America where three children and three adults lost their lives in a Christian school because of a trans person who went in and someone that had previously attended that school and went in and just shot all of them in cold blood. Now, I'm going to talk more about that shooting on Wednesday's episode, but they were the couple of, you know, triggers for me leading up to today where I'm like, man, I really need to arm you guys with some tools. Now, there was another thing that's happening um, that came up on my Instagram and a few of you sent me, but there is a 60 minutes special this week. Now, this is obviously an Australian show, but guys, this is so shocking that it's literally gone viral uh are right around people right around the world. So there are people that I follow that are, you know, in America that are seeing what 60 Minutes are doing a segment on and are like, what the heck is going on? Now, I'm going to play it for you in just a second. I hope that you can hear it. Obviously, um, if you want to have a look, go on to 60 Minutes Australia and you can see it for yourself. It's probably a little bit difficult to hear. It's easier if you can actually see visually the ad, but I'm going to play it to you. But basically, they are talking about how now there's this group of babies uh, or group of people that when their babies are born, they're calling them, get this, instead of babies, they're called babies, T-H-E-Y-B-I-E-S, babies, not baby boys, not baby girls, and letting the child choose their gender and not gendering them until they're old enough to. So have a listen to this. We didn't assign a gender at birth. I'm letting this little person be who they want to be. It is an experiment. What they're doing is unprecedented. On 60 Minutes. Can't tell what your gender is by looking at your body. That last little bit, you can't tell your gender by looking at your body. She was reading that, by the way, out of a book. There's a lady sitting on a bed with her children reading the book. Guys, that is what is happening in the world. And so I want to give you some confidence today on how the heck you can go about, um, you know, not fearing all of this stuff when it comes to your children. 
what I'm trying to do. Here we go. I found it. I just wanted to scroll back. Like I've said to you before, I went to a bookstore in Brisbane, boutique bookstore, whole section where one of the one of the books was the Bible. The rest was um, all of these kids' picture books. So um, I've got the, I, I might actually do, I think I already did a swipe left of this actually on my Instagram, but I'll do it again. So I've got this a whole heap of photos I took. So this one book was called The Big Book of Pride Flags. Um, Another book was called Family, All That You Dream It To Be. And of course, the pictures on the front have got all sorts of, you know, mums and mums and mums and dads and dads and dads and, you know, very confusing. Oops, sorry, guys. Uh, Another one called Pink is for Boys, right? Nothing wrong with that, but we know if we turned on the inside that what they're trying to push there. So let me read some of the text from some of the books. Uh, Some babies grow into a different gender than the one that grown-ups called them. There are lots of different genders that people grow into. And the picture is a what looks to be a girl celebrating her fourth birthday. Some people are girls, some people are boys, some people are neither, some people are both. Um, What else? It's okay to wonder, am I a girl? Am I a boy? Am I both? Am I neither? Maybe you already know there's no right or wrong answer and it's okay if your answer changes. And yes, guys, we are talking about children's picture books. That is what is in our bookstores, probably one around the corner from you. So I want to focus about how do we talk to our kids about this. And what I'm about to tell you is not some bunch of scientifically backed research, okay? That would be for another podcast. You guys know I love my research. But I want to share how Cameron and I have gone about this ourselves personally, just share our story, and hopefully that will help you in the process. My kids have never for a second questioned their gender, and we've had obviously a lot of conversations. So eight different things that I want to talk to you about. The first one is this. Yes, you do need to have these conversations. Uh, And the reason is, if you don't, everyone else around them is having these conversations. Okay, the world is, social media is, the education department is, and the curriculum that a lot of our kids are sitting under is. Books are certainly having these conversations. They are going to hear things. They are going to come across things. They're going to hear it from other kids. Um, And you know, it is sad because when I was a kid, no adult had to tell a kid what their gender was. It just wasn't even a thought in your mind, right? It didn't enter our mind because we knew, or it just like was like not even a an issue. You just, you know, you grow up and you soon pretty work out pretty quickly. And it's really sad, but it's a fact that we have to talk about this because there is an entire ideology that is now out there being pushed on our kids that is trying to brainwash our kids. So that's the first thing. You you have to have these conversations. You have to find ways. The second thing is you do need to start as young as possible. So the books that I'm seeing that are trying to teach your children that they can change genders or that they don't have to be a boy or a girl or neither or whatever else all the other options are, they are aiming at very young children. And so if they're aiming at young children, so you think picture books, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, 
then we need to start aiming at that age group as well. So we need to start young. The third thing, and I want to park here for a second, I want to help you today to feel confident in talking about the truth to our kids. Now, this is the thing. This is the lie, I guess, that we're being sold today is, you know, oh, I can't brainwash my kids. You know, I've, I've heard people say that on social media, that people who whose kids grow up in religious homes, that that's wrong, that you're pushing something on you, you're brainwashing your kids. Uh, yeah, guys, that's right. I am because guess what? Nobody's worldview is neutral. So the other, everyone has got a worldview. Every kid in every household is growing up being, if you want to use the word brainwashed, then okay, let's use the word brainwash. Every kid's being brainwashed with their parents' worldview. That's just life. There is no such thing as a neutral worldview. It's not like, oh, only the religious people in the world have got a harmful worldview and everyone else's is neutral. Everyone has got a worldview. And this ideology, they are trying to brainwash our kids hardcore, pride month, rainbows on everything. So I want to encourage you parents, us parents, don't wishy-washy it. Don't say things like, well, this is some people's truth, but we believe. Like I used to say that to my kids, right? Because that kind of suited the times they were growing up in, but that's not even suitable anymore because we're taught, we're taught, our kids are being taught, well, no, it's not even your truth or my truth. It's like, there is no truth. And so we need to do the opposite and just be loud and proud that we are teaching our kids what we believe to be the truth. God's truth is truth. The way God made our biology is truth. If you start coming from a position of doubt, then they will doubt. They will follow your confidence. Arm them with God's truth. Arm them with biological truth. Arm them with scientific truth. Arm them with political truth. Tell them that others might think differently and that's okay. Just because others say things, it doesn't make it right or true. And you can help them to discern by asking questions. So my kids would always tell me that, you know, the kids who were engaging in this gender ideology were always the unhappiest They or, or they were always the most rebellious or they'd be the kids stirring trouble or attention seeking or neglected by their parents or whatever it was. But I would always ask my kid, kids questions. So if they came home with a story or they came home with something that had happened, I would ask them questions to find out more about it and to try and point things out to them. Like, you know, what is that child's home life like? And, you know, are they happy? And all of those kinds of things that would help the kids to kind of see, oh yeah, okay. To start to see what's actually behind this. So just don't be backward in coming forward, right? The gospel is offensive as well as it's inclusive and exclusive at the same time, right? Like it's inclusive in that God says that his word is for everybody, but it is exclusive because Jesus says, hey, I am the only way, the truth and the life. And so to be able to stand by God's truth, we do have to be uh, inclusive in that we love everybody, but there is exclusivity in the sense that we do believe that there is a way to live in the way that God has set out in scriptures. So don't be, don't lack confidence in that. Fourthly, expose them over and over and over to the values that you do want them to grow up with. 
So what is it that you do want them to believe and and saturate their life with that? Start reading books about their identity from a young age. Go to a Christian bookstore or, or a good secular bookstore and put good books on your bookshelf. If you guys look at my Instagram right now, I did a little shout out from where I uh, record this podcast, but I just had behind me the my um, wall-to-wall library, which uh, is just filled with, and it was a bit hard to see on the video, but I wanted to kind of point out to you guys, it's filled with books that literally, some of them are so old because they're books from my childhood and Cameron's childhood, but I've also kept all of the best books from my kids' childhoods as well, because these are all good books that, by the way, are starting to be rewritten. I think I talked about that before, so a lot of the Roald Dahl books are being rewritten. I think I put that on my Instagram, you know, Augustus Gloop, but he's not allowed to be fat now. He's only allowed to be enormous. And, you know, all of this stuff like that, that's being rewritten. I think the latest was Agatha Christie books are being rewritten. Go out, do not forsake the written library, like your hardcore hard copy books, because I worry that, um, books we're not going to be able to access uh, books from you know that we all grew up on because they're all going to be changed and and you know wokeified so fill your house with books um you know teach your children through the things that they watch and read that they're wonderfully and fearfully made make sure that they've got creation bible stories like in the beginning god created male and female um you know, how else can you fill them with your values? Take them to church for goodness sakes, families, families, families. I see too many families just week after week after week that don't go to church. And it, it makes me really sad. I'm like, come on, your kids can't be that sick every single week. I say this in love. So many people who stop bringing their kids to church for one reason or another, because it's too hard to get there and you might be tired. And I know that you're tired. I know that your kids get sick, but you know what? Make the effort because too many people come to Cameron and I when their kids are teenagers or young adults and go, heck, now what? And it's like, it's too late then. Well, it's never too late with God, but you know what I'm saying? My kids, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. We went to church. We go, we're still to this day. My kids go to church every single Sunday. For goodness sakes, don't give any more excuses. And I really feel this, guys. I am saying this in love. Your friends who are families, give them a call. Get up them. What are you doing? Get into the house of God. Put them in a good, good kids church program, right? And find a good kids program that's teaching them truth, not just entertainment. Let them watch shows and movies that reinforce truth and values. Um, I always taught my kids that if God designed things to be a certain way, he did that because he knows that that is what is best and that's what's going to make us happy. And And so I, we've always been unapologetic about centering our whole family on godly values because God knows best. All right, number five protect them from anything that does not hold your values, especially when you're not around to process it. Okay. So on the one hand, saturate them with your values, but on the other hand, protect them from anything that does not hold your values. Guys, I know it's a lot of work, but you have to watch everything that they read, including picture books, 
including kids' novels. I'll never forget when Ashton came out to me and he'd been following the whole Captain Underpants series. And, and this stuff didn't start to kind of come in until the last book or so. And I remember him coming out and saying to me, Mum, I can't remember which character it was, Harold or something. Mum, I think Harold's, um, I think he's gay or something like this. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me now that they're putting all this stuff like in a kid's books? Captain Underpants isn't even about that stuff. It's about a superhero in undies. Can we just stick to that, you know? Um, So you've really got to watch out for everything that they read. Look out what they're watching. You know, gone is the day when you can put them in front of something, in front of the TV as a babysitter. And be careful who they hang around, guys. This is so important. I know a good many Christian parents who have raised their kids so well, but they got around other kids or teenagers who influenced them away from the values they were raised with. If I ever got a tiny whiff that my kids were hanging around someone who was uh, influencing them in their values, I would snuff out that relationship in a heartbeat. I don't care which way you do it, do it. If you have to take your kid out of a school and move them somewhere else, do it. Okay, the sixth thing, expose them to lies but in a controlled setting. So what I mean is, if my kids were younger now, do you know what I probably would have done knowing me? I would have probably taken them back to that bookstore where I found all of those books and I would have shown them. Don't hide things from your kids. Don't be afraid to actually, Cameron and I have done the opposite. We were like, right, if this is what they're going to see, I'd rather them see it with us around to help explain it. So I know that I would have taken them back to that bookstore, or I at least would have taken pictures like I did of the books, and then I would show them, and we would talk about them. Tell your kids what they're going to see in books and what they're going to hear people say. You know, they might be hearing things from their teachers at school. Teach them about that. And when I would come across this gender stuff, then I would, you know, talk to them about it around the dinner table. And I'll guarantee you, they've got stories of their own once you start talking about it, about things they've heard or seen. Number seven, teach your kids facts. Now, I talked before about teaching them truth, be unapologetic about the truth, but I want to talk for a minute about the facts. Arm them with facts that will help to back up the truth that you are trying to teach them to value. So for example, I saw a book uh, at the bookstore that said adults are not sure when a baby is born, so they choose the word boy or girl anyway. No, no, blow that crap out the water, guys. No, I'm sorry. Adults are sure when a baby is born. We've known for millennia when a baby's born, what they are. Now, please hear me. There is a percent of people that have, like, they really do genuinely have gender dysphoria. I am not talking about that. Okay. But we know statistically that that is a very, very small percent. But in the majority of cases, um, we are sure when they're born. And so, blow that stuff out the water and just be like, no guys, adults are sure because your body parts tell us, you know, teach them things like, do you know 
that your DNA has got boy or girl stamped on it. Like if a doctor or a scientist was given a tube of someone's blood that they could, uh, you know, test that, they would know without ever meeting that person if that blood came from a boy or a girl. If in years and years and years and years and years to come, they found someone's skeleton in the ground and they couldn't, you know, it'd be like, oh, was this person a boy or was it a girl? They'd be able to tell. They'd be able to tell from the bone structure. They'd be able to tell from the DNA. So, you know, teach them as many facts as you can. Like I just found out, here's here's another one. I just found out, and I, I'm yet to verify this, but I read the other day that puberty blockers are not even approved by the FDA in America. What? That puberty blockers, therefore, are an experiment. I'm like, what? Okay, that's the kind of thing that if I found that out, I would sit with my children around the dinner table and go, you know what, guys, I found this out today, and we would talk about them. All right, and number eight, the eighth thing to do, guys, is to talk about courage. Talk about the need to have courage and how courage comes from our heart. And that means that you can be surrounded by people who are very different to you and they might think different to you and they believe differently to you and you can love them, but you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to change who you are. You don't have to change what you believe. And that takes courage. So teach your children to hold to who they are in their heart. And while we can be very kind and very respectful, we can also stand strong and stand up when we have to. So let me just go through those eight tools again to help you. Firstly, yes, please do have these conversations. You have to. Secondly, start as young as possible because they are. Thirdly, be confident in what the truth is. Fourthly, expose them over and over and over to the values that you want them to grow up with. Fifth, protect them from anything that does not have your values. Number six, show them and expose them to lies in a controlled setting. Number seven, arm them with lots of facts. And number eight, talk about the character trait of courage. So, you know, mums and dads and grandparents, we don't need to be afraid. We need to run towards this stuff. We need to face it head on. Don't try to hide our kids from it. Instead, we can use it. And I just want to finish off with um, with this story. I was really quite sad. A little while back, I was sitting at a dinner and I had a father was sitting next to me and, you know, he knows all the stuff that I talk about on the podcast. And he actually said to me, oh, I'm so glad that I'm sitting next to you. You're the person definitely to ask about this. But, you know, how did you talk to your kids about all of this gender stuff? You know, um, I've got little, well kind of mid, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old kids. And, you know, I'm, I'm worried for them and I'm really not sure. And I hope they'll be okay. And I I think they're pretty sure about who they are and what they are. And I just remember thinking, and this person was a Christian and a leader as well. And I just remember looking and going, are you kidding? Like, don't be doubtful be strong. Like if they sense that you're not sure and you're worried, 
they're going to pick up on that. But our kids just need leading with strength and they need to be led by our courage. And so I remember saying that to that dad and just say, your kids are going to be okay because they've got you and you just need to not ever be worried or double guess yourself about teaching truth. Hardcore, teach the word of God to them and uh, and just be confident in that. So if you lead with, with courage and with strength and with confidence in this area, then they'll follow suit. And I know for, for my kids, um, you know, and you think of yourself, and this is the thing too, it's common sense. Like it's common sense to not be burdening children with such huge topics. And it's not making them happier. If we look at the fruit of this, it's not making children happier. We all know about mental health statistics going through the roof. We know that we've got the most unhappiest generation of children and young people in history. And yet they've got the best kind of lifestyles compared to kids that went through the war, for example. And there's a reason for that. And so instead of being so worried about, you know, stepping on toes or being, you know, we don't want to be offensive, but we do need to know that scripture, like I said, it's inclusive and exclusive at the same time. God made us. He knows what's best. And when we're confident in that, we can teach our children to be confident in that. And we are made in his image and we know who he is. And so because we know who he is and we know his plan for us, we can be confident in teaching that to our kids. So guys, God bless you for listening today. I'm praying great wisdom on all of the parents listening um, that you would have God moments and God guided conversations with your children when it comes to all of this. So anyway, I hope that's helped you uh, just, you know, even a little bit. If you have any questions, like I said, come along as always, girlnextdoor.podcast. And if you would like to become a supporter of this podcast, don't forget the link is in the show notes and also on girlnextdoorpodcast.podcast on Instagram. There's a link there and it's called Buy Me A Coffee. I appreciate it. Would love to get to 50 uh, regular members so that I could podcast a day a week. That would be great. Love you guys. Have a good one. I'll see you Wednesday. Bye.